0: Welcome to the Salvatrice Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. We have a four-game NBA slate to break down today, but before we get into it, I just want to say... Welcome. My name is Sal Vetri. If you are new here, and if you're not, you're a returning subscriber. You might be a patron. Welcome. I just want to say thank you for tuning into this Thursday NBA video. Hit that subscribe button and the like button before we get going. Let me know down below for a $10 giveaway, $10, and you know what? Let's make it $20, $20 giveaway, spur of the moment, via Venmo, PayPal, whatever it might be. One person must be a subscriber, must have the notification bell turned on, so be sure to do that if you have not already. What we're going to do here is just say, who is your favorite play at $6,000 or below on the entire slate? Comment that down below. Appreciate that. You can check out my Patreon exclusive content. The projections are going to be up probably very shortly after you see this. Be sure to check them out. I'm recording this the night before. It's a small game, a small slate, small four-game slate, so easy to do. NBA projections, my player pool interests on there every single day on my personal Patreon. I'm an independent content creator, so supporting me over there goes a long way. So thank you so much. Social medias are also linked up down below. And finally, drafters.com. The picture above, the company. That is a nice site to be playing on. Did you like playing on Playdraft? Draft.com, that, that company that is now no longer going to be active for at least 2020 and probably the future. Well, drafters.com is the exact same format, Snake Draft, and it's a very Good format. Been playing there for about a year and a half, and we'll make a listener league, and I'll post it up down below. Last time it didn't fill. I think we made it like twelve people, so this time we're going to make it ten. We had like nine or something. So be sure to get into that listener league, and if you use the promo code SAL100, you get a hundred percent deposit bonus. They're running that promo, benefits me, but also benefits you. If you enter ten dollars, if we make the listener league five dollars, well, then if you enter ten, you get a ten for free. If you enter five, you get a five for free. So be sure to take advantage of that promo code. That is SAL100, SAL100, to let them know that you came from me. So. Let's get into this. Hit the subscribe button, like I said. Be sure to enter the contest. Starting with the injury news. Dante Exum is going to be out once again for Cleveland with an illness. and This is important because Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be out for at least the next two weeks. He will be reevaluated in two weeks by the Cleveland doctors. But that is a small forward. The only, like, traditional small forward besides Teddy Osmond on the team is Kevin Porter Jr. And then you have Dante Exum, who they got in the trade for Jordan Clarkson from Utah. Uh, and now you have Dante Exum coming in and not playing. So what's that going to happen? Well, last game, you had about 25 minutes for Brandon Knight. And you had Teddy Osmond playing once again in the mid-30s. These guys in Colin Sexton and Garland not coming off the court, playing 30, 35, 36 minutes a night. They have to stay on the court due to the depth issues that they have behind them. So with Dante Exum out, it's going to help Brandon Knight once again. And it's going to secure 35 and 36 minutes or so per game right now, and really for this game, for Sexton and Garland. Kevin Porter Jr. being out, same thing. Brandon Knight benefits all those guards. And then also Chetty Osman will benefit as well. For Detroit, there's going to be no Blake Griffin. Got that surgery, probably done for the year. But Marquise Morris is the main injury news. He is out. Uh, You'll continue to get benefits or uh, for Seku and also for... Uh, Christian Wood at power forward would have been playing less minutes as of late, but I imagine that spikes up maybe a contrarian option on this type of a slate. We will see. You can check out those projections again. Houston, Russell Westbrook rested yesterday. He had an 80 point day out of both Trey Young and on the opposite side, James Harden. Westbrook will be coming back, harming everybody. Eric Gordon will leave the starting rotation. Uh, Daniel House, Ben McElmore, Austin Rivers, all these guys are impacted. Rivers will go back to playing maybe 10 minutes, and James Harden does get a huge impact as well. Carl Anthony Towns continues to be questionable. This guy's missed so many games straight now keep an eye on his status at just 11100 I said just, but it's a, it's a steep price point. Even if he returns, who knows with this knee injury, if he'll be 100%. Who knows if he's just milking this thing at this point with the trade deadline approaching. We shall see. Jake Lehman remains out. He's been out for over a month now. For OKC, they rule out for the third straight game. New no L. And there's also Danilo Gallinari is going to be out. Uh, Gallinaro being out doesn't really matter too much. Baisley sees like 20 minutes. They split up those power forward minutes. SGA sees a little bit of a point per minute production boost. I'm not sure if it's just coincidental. Not really sure why he sees more production. Gallo will take shots. so That could be why. Also on the exterior where SGA gets a lot of his shots. And Steven Adams will benefit from Noel and also Gallo being out. Mike Muscalo will become the direct backup to Adams. Probably play somewhere between 14 and 16 minutes depending on Adams' run ahead of him. In the major news on the entire slate. Philadelphia star center Joel Embiid is going to be out with a finger injury as he takes on Boston this would have been a real good life a real life great matchup but now you're not going to have Embiid in there well it's going to be a couple of ways here you'll either get Al Horford at the four Tobias or Al Horford at the five Tobias Harris at the four and then maybe like a four Moss at the three or you might get what they've been doing as of late when Embiid does not play and putting Mike Scott at the four and Harris at the three and nothing really changes and then you get Al Horford at the five so keep an eye on all that the prices on these guys did not rise all that much. really not at all. So you're getting a a Philadelphia team without Joel Embiid and they're priced as if he's playing. So obviously tons of great value there in a slightly difficult matchup. Uh, But with that, let's get into the early interests. So if you're new to my videos, I usually do a target offense sheet. It is this sheet right here that is not filled out right now. Um, It will have everything populated pace, defense versus position, Vegas odds. I'm doing this the night before. So There is no Vegas odds, which usually populates most of that because it pulls in automatically. So that will be updated tomorrow via Patreon. Right now, I will link up above the little white box. You can click it and it'll open up a new uh, browser for you to check out what Patreon is. There's a video describing it. Be sure to check that out. It does help me. Goes a long way. Even if you don't want the content, there's PGA exclusive content, NBA and NFL, as well as more sports once they begin to start up. So be sure to check out. Even if you don't want to, you can donate over there. Do appreciate all of the support. So early interest. This slate is, honestly, for a four-game slate, it's loaded with a ton of options. Like, I list on here for you 19 players that have interest of mine the night before right now, 20 hours before lock or so, but there's going to be a player pool on four-game slates. I usually like to be somewhere in, like, the 30s, depending on how much value there is, 35 for a player pool. There might be a 40-person player pool tonight because there's just so many good options. You have Embiid being out. It opens up the entire Philadelphia roster. You have a whole price down because of the matchup against Philadelphia-Boston team that, yeah, maybe you don't want a lot of them, but taking your pieces. here here and there. And then you have guys that potentially might come back in Carl Anthony Towns. But if he's out, well, then, yeah, that opens up four or five guys now on the Minnesota Timberwolves that you probably don't want to play. But just based on the way the slate breaks out, you're probably going to have them in your player pools. So it's an interesting slate right now. Starting at the top, Andre Drummond just played Cleveland the last time out. Look, with no Blake Griffin out there, also no Markeith Morris, you're going to have more inexperienced players around him. He's the best rebounder in the entire league right now. You're getting Andre Drummond at a spot where he's going to average close to 1.45, 1.5 fantasy points per minute. I currently have him projected for 35 minutes, and you saw it in the last game. If the game stays close, he's going to play 37, he'll play 38, he'll play 40 minutes in some of these games. You like to see that. Foul trouble has been an issue for him as of late. Not the last time out, but over the last week, And a half, he has gotten into foul trouble in two of those games. And if if you look back even for the the past month, he's gotten in foul trouble about five times. So it is an issue, um, but I'm not too concerned here. He is by far has a size advantage over Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. And you saw that the last time out. Hassan Whiteside at 9,300. Both of these guys, Drummond and Whiteside, both went off in their respective matchups for their price points. Exact same value metric was hit uh, two nights ago when they played. Uh, so now you get Hassan Whiteside against Minnesota I love the spot if Towns is in I'm not scared like if Towns is in this is a better spot Towns is improving definitely on the defensive side still a dominating offensive player in all aspects ball handling three-point shooting and just in the paint Uh, but when you have Hassan Whiteside out there if Towns is going to be out there it's a better matchup even if he's not you're getting Whiteside averaging close to 1.5 1.55 fantasy points per minute over the last month and a half and he's playing 33 or 34 minutes a game give me that all day at 9300 on a short slate I'm interested Ben Simmons with no Joel Embiid. Yes, the matchup is really difficult, but point guard small forward eligible for a guy who, if he's going to get these crazy minutes of 36 to 38 minutes a night, and now Embiid's not out there, so when you're talking about who their offense runs through, it's probably Simmons in this one. Hard to pass that up. Russell Westbrook returning, and his price is all the way down to 8400 OKC has been good. I mean, Chris Paul has been a top five point guard in the league, and you can argue with that in the description if you would like to down below in the comments. Sure, if you want to say, oh, he's been number seven, whatever. He's been borderline top five in this year for a guy who was supposed to just be a trade candidate on this team, um, maybe get traded to Miami or something, but he's looked good. Uh, so you get that on both sides of the ball you get sga playing fine okc has been a fine defensive team as well so that makes sense but it's still russell westbrook coming off of rest probably going to go out here for 36 minutes at minimum averaging over 1.3 fantasy points per minute i really like westbrook at 8400 i like once again capella who continues to go off right he's he's flirted with 60 fantasy points in back-to-back games with no russell westbrook in the last game it obviously helps his rebounding rate but either way here a very interesting matchup both of these centers match up very nicely. You're going to have a straight up type of player in Clint Capella and similar for Steven Adams. He will step back like one or two feet and do that little push shove it, pop, shove it like shock put shot type shot uh, is what he specializes in. Both of these guys are interesting to me. I would prefer Capella. Capella, not a standout option with Westbrook back, but still fairly priced. Tobias Harris, his price really didn't move. Maybe he's already priced down or priced up for Embiid being in there and then they're pricing it down because of the matchup. It's going to depend on where he starts, right? If Harris starts at the four, I like it. Uh, Direct matchups against like Ennis Cantor and Gordon Hayward are not scaring me by any means. Maybe some Daniel Tice, not scaring me. If he starts at the three once again, and he has a lot of ownership, his role doesn't change all that much, and he's 7,300. He's the normal Tobias Harris for you. Yes, Embiid is not in, but if he's at the three, the rebounding rate doesn't increase all that much. Maybe some more shot selection, shot increase. So at 7,300, yeah, he's great. He'll probably grade out for somewhere around 35, 36 fantasy points, and that's looking pretty good. But if he becomes like the chalk play of the day just because Embiid's out, look at the past match matchups. He stays at the three when a beat is out, and he really doesn't do all that much different. So I won't be following the chalk that heavily. Andrew Wiggins now down to 7k he's just not getting the same minutes and this is because he's coming back from an injury so maybe they're working him back in but he's getting 32 minutes a game since coming back instead of the 36 and he also has been playing great but when you're dropping four minutes as well your price should drop at 7,000 I'm going to have interest still in him I'm hoping that those minutes rebound and hoping that he just gets more ball dominant like he was before this injury he seems to be floating around in the corner which was the big downside of what he did really all of last year and what he did meaning nothing CJ McCollum at 6,800 I think is fine really good spot uh, here against Minnesota on their perimeter. Gordon Hayward at 6,600. I do like against Philly. He is my favorite. Well, I, I'll say I like two guys the next guy as well as teammate Kemba Walker getting ejected tonight. Kemba and Gordon Hayward are my two favorite. Boston players against Philadelphia. It's better for Gordon Hayward. If you do get Al Horford starting at the five, you'll see less Gordon Hayward directly on Al Horford and no Embiid. So it's great. But it's also Gordon Hayward. Like he's not a guy who just posts up on the four down low. He's a guy who's going to take his man for the most part outside. He'll ball handle a lot at 6,600. Just too cheap of a price point if he's going to continue to play 34, 35 minutes. The concern is, I don't know, maybe he randomly rests for this one, right? Coming off of an injury a week, week and a half ago. Something that they're saying is lingering. It is a back to back. We'll see what happens. Same thing for Kemp. Now he got ejected, only played 18 minutes. It seemed like he was going to get his normal run in this one. Or close to it. Uh, so maybe this was kind of his rest day. Uh, but the second night of a back-to-back, we'll see if we get any news on a minutes limit. Potentially him sitting. He only played 18 minutes because of being ejected. So I'm not really imagining him not getting a, a, at least a start here. I like both of them. Derrick Rose, the minutes are coming up. He's been vying for more time. And they, they said no. And apparently since then, they've said yes. Because he's playing 28 to 30 plus minutes over the last three games, over the last week and a half. I haven't projected for 28 minutes with no Blake Griffin. He's averaging in that time, especially if he continues to come off the bench. Close to 1.15, 1.2 fantasy points per minute. He is severely underpriced for a four-game slate. If you get him starting, I don't mind it. It's still fine. I like him coming off the bench a lot more when you don't have to split the usage with really just Andre Drummond for what this Detroit team is now with all their injuries. But yeah, it's hard to pass up Derrick Rose if he's going to continue to get this run, especially in a dream matchup against Cleveland. Al Horford at 6K. Look, I don't like playing out Horford. He's been terrible. He splits this time with Joel Embiid, and, and he loses all of his rebounding upside, all of his putback upside, everything. But Embiid's out. He's going to start at the five, even if for some reason they start Kyle Quinn at the five for 16 total minutes in this one. Horford will get most of his minutes at the five. $6,000 is too cheap. Horford should be 6500 6700 at most in this matchup. He's going to project out for like 34, 35 fantasy points. He's going to be the chalk play of the day, I imagine, as I record this the night before. But he's $6,000. Now, the matchup... On paper, seems difficult, right? It's Boston Oh, but he, he was the reason it was difficult when he was in Boston. his Kanter and Daniel Tice are not difficult at the 5. Really hard now to ignore Horford, whose rebounding rate is going to go more than double without Joel Embiid on the court. Uh, yeah, It's just a great spot. I would end up playing it in cash, and you probably just lock it in uh, in, in GBPs. Robert Covington's only in play for me at fifty seven hundred if there is no if there is no Carl Anthony Towns. If Towns is in, it's still okay, but just not as great. You're getting these thirty two minutes consistently out of Covington, averaging a point per minute or better since, or really a little bit better since Towns has been out. Now you get a direct matchup against Carmelo Anthony. And I do like that a lot. Darius Garland playing 35, 36 minutes a night. Has he been great point per minute wise? No, he's less than a point per minute producer in a difficult matchup now against Detroit. But again, he's playing 35 or 36 minutes on a four game slate and he's only $4,800. I will take that every single time. I'm going to have a lot of interest in the guys like sexton who's a lot more expensive a thousand dollars more playing similar run and a similar point per minute producer so you might as well get garland who's a clone for a thousand dollars less yes i know sexton is better than garland right now but still in terms of fantasy production it's not that different Sexton has the higher ceiling. That's probably the main difference. Spy is $4,200. He continues to be $4,200 and just put up 20 to 24 fantasy points, and that is very valuable on a four-game slate, especially if you're somebody who plays cash, but even in GPPs. If you were to tell me that he gets you 23 points tonight at just 4200 not a lot of guys are going to do that in this range, so I think it is in play. Mike Scott at 4000 have a ton of interest in Mike Scott if he indeed starts at the four. I would project Mike Scott to then be playing somewhere around 28 minutes in this game. I currently have James Ennis and Mike Scott getting 24 minutes apiece, but since this game does start early, I'm just going to wait for this starting lineup news. And then I'll alter my projections around that. But at $4,000, Mike Scott is going to look really, really good if he starts either at the three, even if Harris still starts at the four or the five. Anthony Simons is playing huge minutes, playing 30 minutes over the past couple of days. Even when he's not playing 30 minutes, he's playing in the mid-20s at 3,800. Yes, he's like the fourth option on his team, but he's not on the court all the time with McCollum's Whitesides, Lillard. He's usually on the court with one to two of them, and then he's like the second or third option, so it's not great. With Carmelo Anthony in this rotation as well, he's usually at best the, the second, usually third option. On the court, Um, Melo being in there really does impact Anthony Simons point per minute production when he's on the court. But again, 3,800 for a lot of time out there. If Anthony Simons becomes chalky tomorrow, like you hear people on shows, the Osmo shows, um, you're in my discord. You can check that out as well over on Patreon and anything talking about the chalk there. I would get away from it because he's not the same type of player he was a month, month and a half ago because Melo is now there. And that really hurts his upside in terms of just a guy who relies on scoring. James Ennis is 3,700. I do prefer Mike Scott. If Ennis was to draw the start for some reason and you, you ended up getting uh, Josh Richardson at the three and Ennis at the two, well, then yeah, go to James Ennis. He's probably going to play 26, 28 minutes. And at 3,700, hard to pass up, even in a difficult matchup. Kent Bazemore at 3,600, before he got ejected, he was playing 32 to 35 minutes a game, 30 on his bad nights. Similar things can be said for Anthony Simon's reasons. Since Mello has gotten there, there's really no reason for Kent Bazemore to be on the court. But on a four-game slate at 3,600, playing 35 minutes, On his worst nights, he will have around 18 fantasy points, 16 to 18. On a decent night, he will get you 20 to 22, and he's dirt cheap. So that is 19 players that I have interest in. I'm going to have interest in probably 10 to 20 more players. Um, and if you want my interest there, you can get them over on Patreon. Again, that is linked up down below, as well as you hit the little I button above. It could open up a little pop up that you can head right over to Patreon. Check out what I have to offer over there. Again, I'm an independent content creator, so I appreciate all of your support watching this video. Do enter the contest. Who is your favorite 6K play of the day? Must be a subscriber with that notification bell turned on. If you're listening on the audio version, must be a subscriber to the audio version. And if you would like, leave a five star rate and a review. $20 giveaway, link down below. Favorite 6K play of the day. Comment it. Check out drafters.com promo code sal100 sal100 to get you 100 deposit match i will post up down below up down below wow well, i will post below a a link to twitter where you can follow me over there on twitter as well and that link will then take you over to drafters uh where you can enter the listener league for this four game thursday slate thank you so much you all rock i really do appreciate it peace out game i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish but if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.